What's going on guys? Welcome back to episode number five of Virginia Boys. Once again, we got some good topics today. We got Casey, Kieran, the whole squad, and we have a bonus guest toward the end of this podcast. We're going to be bringing on our friend Owen from California, our pilot friend, uh, known as uh, JR, JR Garage Corporate Pilot. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's going to be sharing some insight on our planes, his situation, just all of his things going on with the plane world. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned till the end. But what, what we got, boys? What are we talking about yeah, today? We're back. Well, I, I'm feeling the pressure today with the live audience. So mm -hmm. uh, this we, is our first we, time live. We really got to perform. Mm -hmm. um, well, today, uh, as per usual, Casey has interviewed another billionaire. Um, if you guys didn't know, one of Casey's goals this year is to interview 12 billionaires. That is you know, correct. One billionaire a month. Yep. Um, and you're on number five, four? That was four. That was you four. know, we're in May, month five. So we got to catch up a little bit, but it's a compound effect. That's how I look at it. But um, Who was the billionaire today? It was John Oranger, the founder of Shutterstock. Okay, how was the interview? Tell us about it. It was actually... Amazing. So he was the most personable billionaire that I've connected with, right? Like our conversation was super chill and you know, sometimes you might have some pressure. You're about to talk to someone mm -hmm. so influential mm -hmm. and they're, you know, he was a CEO of a publicly traded company for 16 years. Sometimes mm -hmm. it may be intimidating to talk to these people, right? But he was the most approachable, open, just like curious person was asking me questions at the beginning. But yeah, I learned a lot through him and he... Wow. He shared the podcast so much more than I would expect. Like he posted it on LinkedIn and on Twitter and retweeted my stuff and posted on his story and Jeez. he just showed so much love and um, yeah, he just stepped down as CEO about 45 days ago. So oh, he's wow. stepping into this whole new lane in his career. But um, yeah, it was well, a phenomenal conversation. Definitely check it out. What is Shutterstock for those listeners who don't know? So overall, Shutterstock is a platform that they sell stock images and stock photos. Mm. He started it back in, I believe it's 2002. He had 10 different startups going at the time. And Shutterstock was something he was putting the, the least amount of effort into. And because mm. he was Long story short, he started Shutterstock because he was a marketer and he needed to use stock photography for different ads and marketing campaigns. And he was the individual that was just going out and getting these stock photos and stock videos. Jeez. And now a lot of his other marketing friends were like, hey, can I use some of your images? He's like, all right, let me just build this platform and sell it for, you know, four or five, ten bucks a pop. And it turned into a marketplace. And it's, it's something that completely changed the entire game. So it's a platform where, like, Creators who own these images and and property intellectual property or whatever can yep. can make money Yep, because they and then Shutterstock takes a cut Exactly, so wow. it, it was cool. I mean, I'm there sure everyone listening has either heard of Shutterstock or has used it yeah. before I remember oh, yeah. like, you know back in the day you always see those pictures Shutterstock it has the, the water Yeah, I'm like, the watermark it. logo over the... it yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. and then wow. Casey interviewed someone else. That's pretty cool today uh, Just before we uh, did this podcast. Yep. Who was that? was that? The COO of Shopify and how was that conversation? It was actually so cool. So he's been with Shopify for the last decade, since 2009. He met Toby, oh the God. founder of Shopify, in a coffee shop in Montreal. And oh he's all about networking. He was an entrepreneur before that. He was selling t-shirts to his colleges, and there was no you know, software to make it easier from an e-commerce perspective. And he met Toby when they had a couple thousand merchants on Shopify. Oh and he's rode the wave to going public five years ago and, you know, growing into a... Yeah, how much is it worth now? 
I don't know. I don't want to say like, it incorrectly. I but mean, Toby's worth like five billion, right? Let's see. Let's what's see. Shopify? Yeah, what's her market cap? Like Be, yeah, because I mean, we, we don't know how much how much uh, stock Harley owns, but I th- he's, he's he's up there for sure. There's no there's no pu- I just looked it up. There's no public information. Got it. Because um, I was trying to figure out if if uh, if Casey count uh, if if this interview counts as another billionaire for Casey, mm. but I'm not sure. Shopify has a market cap of eighty eight billion dollars so if he owns oh i don't want to put any false no no of course i'm just speculating on the virginia boys podcast i, th- <laughs> I think i think he's probably a billionaire in, in terms of his stock he's stock. another baller we'll just we'll yeah. just say yeah, that it's so cool because like he was just same thing super open to the conversation i sent him actually i'll read out the dm i sent to him i'm sure people are curious like okay how do you get the coo mm-hmm. of shopify right. on your podcast right so right what so that the episode isn't live yet but right when we started the the interview i literally just showed kieran the clip i'm like okay welcome to podcast harley it's such a pleasure to have you on the show and he's like how did we connect again i was like i just you know slid in your dms on instagram he was like oh you have at casey on instagram and that's oh something we talked about in the last episode of virginia boys the value of a username and he pointed it out he was like dude He's like, having your first name on Instagram is like, you know, the, the social flex. And I'm sure that was a reason why I said yes. It caught my attention. And, you know, wow. whoever has their usernames on, like, an OG username, they put in the work to get it or they were early. So he, like, showed so much respect to it for, like, three minutes. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, the, the DM was simple. I said, hey, Harley, it would be such a pleasure to have you on my, on my podcast. What does it take to make it happen? There That's we it. go. <laughs> That's it. And uh, what we'll let Casey brag one more time, and then we'll move we'll move on to a new topic. So another interview that you did what yesterday? Another member of the Musk family. Oh yes, um, you interviewed Musk. You interviewed May Musk uh, uh, like a month ago. Yep. Who is you know Elon Musk's mom? She's a, a cover girl model, like super cool lady. And uh, you interviewed another member of the family yesterday. Indeed, so. Tashka Musk. She owns a company called Passion Flicks, which is a original content company that creates romance films and it was a it was a great conversation we uh, we talked about her journey from raising capital to starting the company to the, her family values because when I interviewed her mom May was talking about how she instilled so much you know entrepreneurial drive into her kids including Kimball and Elon and Tosca and it was cool to get her perspective of what her mother was saying after having her mom on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it was super cool. And it, it definitely, you know, you're only two degrees separations away from some some cool people. So it was definitely a great interview. Checking off that whole family. That's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, interview the whole Musk family. That's a goal for sure. Okay, so one of our biggest topics of the podcast today is an acquisition type thing that happened recently. Uh, with Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience, which, which is his show. So uh, if you guys didn't know, Joe Rogan just signed an exclusivity deal yes. with uh, Spotify. And this is an absolutely huge move because it's completely changing the dynamic of the podcasting world. Yes. So um, you know, Spotify is really going hard on audio. They're really going in on the whole um, podcasting thing. Maybe yep. Virginia Boys will will get exclusive. Yeah, I thought we got acquired for a yeah, hundred million. Yeah, we did. Wasn't I that Virginia we're, Boys? We're on the way. We're on the it way. It wasn't there. Soon, yeah. Coming so, soon. Oh, shoot. so they he signed an exclusive deal with them to 
It's a multi-year deal, and this is what Rolling, uh, Rolling Stone says. It says, mm-hmm. the exclusive Rogan deal exceeded $100 million, according to the Wall Street Journal, making it oh. one of the largest single podcast deals the industry has ever seen. It was clearly a big enough offer to get Ro- Rogan, who earns hefty ad revenue via his 8 million YouTube subscribers following, to remove his previous podcast from YouTube later this year. Rem- he's going to rem- yep. remove that. Remove. The deal, which sent Spots, Spotify's stock rocketing upward this week is the company's most serious step into podcasting so far whereas other streaming services like apple and amazon don't have to rely on their music platforms for broader profitability so it's interesting i mean spotify spent over 400 million dollars last year acquiring different podcast related businesses anything from original content to softwares like anchor so seeing joe rogan you know get that deal it only proves that the podcast industry is, you know, moving in an upward trajectory and Spotify yeah. is setting the tone. The craziest part was to see the the market cap jump when they acquired, or when the news came out that they did the deal with Joe Rogan. They paid $100 million to Joe Rogan for that, right? But their that's, market cap. Their market cap went up $4 billion. Oh, that sounds like a good deal. So that's a good, that's a good return uh, for Spotify. Yeah. Patrick Bet David made a great video about the the math behind it and everything. It was a quick 10 minute video on YouTube. We'll definitely put the link below. But um, yeah, he broke it down in a super clear, easy to understand way. But yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan's killing it. What do you think is gonna happen though? Like, I listen to Joe Rogan. I watched it on YouTube. I don't really listen to podcasts on Spotify personally. I go on the podcast app. So to go watch it on, they're building out a whole new video platform for Spotify for this deal. Oh my goodness. So it's like, It's gonna change so, the behavior in the podcast world. Do you, so, do you listen to Spotify? A, I don't. I, I've never. I've never used Spotify. No, I've, I've never used Spotify either. Now, Apple Music. so are they going to get a ton of new users, yes. or is it gonna feel inauthentic and people are gonna lose hype for Joe Rogan? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, either way, Joe Rogan got the bag. Let us. Yeah. <laughs> so, let, us, uh, let us know what you think. Honestly, I mean. You're listening to this. Where are you listening to it? Is it on iTunes or Spotify or? I think the coolest part about it was, Mm. or the most interesting part, was the fact that they're coming out with their own video streaming service on Spotify. So all of all of Joe Rogan's interviews are going to go from YouTube to Spotify, oh my which goodness. is a big move. So are they trying to get in the YouTube game too? Yeah, They're, I think so. Like, I, I think so. That'd be a great first step. Yep. And and somebody's got to do. I mean, at the end of the day, like the only competitors to Spotify in the podcasting space are guess who? Google and Apple, right? Apple owns the podcasting app, which is where the m- most people listen to podcasts. Yeah, and then Google yeah. owns YouTube. And like those companies, like Google is a search engine and Apple has the phone that's in everybody's hands all over the world. So they're, they're not focused on audio or podcasts as a company like overall, right? And so that's, that's why I think like this industry is so ripe for disruption by a company like Spotify that's focused exclusively on audio because you know, Apple and, and Google have a lot of other stuff going on. You know what I mean? Yep. Check this out, by the way. Larry King to host celebrity interview podcast, The Millionth Question. Uh, Casey, you know the, the person behind that. Yeah, so uh, recently, actually, I interviewed Jeff Beecher, and he, um, he was telling me how he's about to do a deal with Larry King, and they're about to launch this new podcast. I'm just seeing this article right now. I just sent, I just sent you the uh, you know something from Instagram yeah, about too. it. But this was literally linked to the Joe Rogan um article about Larry King signing a deal as well. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to read a little bit out of it because I think it's fascinating. With Spotify? To, 
I don't believe it's on Spotify. No. It says he's just launching yeah. a new podcast. Larry King has signed a deal to bring his brand of celebrity interviewing uh, to a new podcast, The Millionth Question, produced by host 21-year-old son Chance King and Jeff whoa. Beecher. Is expected to begin its run on of 11-hour-long episodes this June. Wow, that's Holy. amazing! Shout out to Chance. Shout out to Jeff. I um, it's so cool because like I'm reading this article right, and you see the picture. It's the picture from Shutterstock on Rolling Stone featuring Jeff Beecher and Chance oh King. And I'm like goodness. good friends with Chance. I just had Jeff on the show, the founder of Shutterstock. I mean, it's just su- super cool to see like how you can really be two degrees of separation away from people uh, in such influential articles in a sense. One last thing before we move on. The, the, the Joe Rogan deal reminds me of what happened in the gaming space. So... Oh. This is this is pretty crazy. Isn't this deal exactly like what happened with Ninja? He was paid, Microsoft agreed to pay Ninja between, they say, 20 and $30 million per year to bail on, I think he was on Twitch, right? Yep. So leave yeah. Twitch and yeah. go to Mixer, Microsoft's platform. Like, that, that seems yeah. so similar. You're going after the top dog and you're paying him an outrageous amount of money to jump ship and join your new, join the dark yep. side. Like. It seems very similar to me. Uh, not quite $100 million for Ninja, but Ninja's per year, whereas Joe Rogan was a one-time thing, or is that per year? No, it was, it was a one-time. I think it was like a five-year yeah. deal, right? Yeah. Ah, so, five, so it's about okay. the same. Okay, so similar deal. So yeah. I, th- I thought that, that was interesting that they had very similar. Um, I wonder how this deal with Ninja went, because, of course, Fortnite, biggest streamer. Fortnite's definitely lost some of its hype. You know, So did it hold up in the end? Was it worth those hundreds of, you know, tens of millions of dollars that they're paying? We'll see how it all pays plays out, yep. but I don't think I'll be joining Spotify to watch Joe Rogan. Like, no. We'll see. Yeah, so. honestly, I didn't watch Joe Rogan really much in the first place. I would only watch the really hyped up interviews. Like Elon. Elon. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, I mean, that's not going to get me to Spotify. But you know, if they if they keep coming out with other products like a video service and all these other things, like you I know, use it. YouTube's been around forever, right? YouTube's been around forever. The Apple Podcast app is so terrible and outdated. So yep. if these companies don't Absolutely. start to adapt a little bit more, then a company like Spotify could potentially in a couple years end up taking over that market. Yeah. But yep. we'll it's, a, it's about time somebody rivals YouTube. Everybody's been waiting for a new platform yeah. to get higher CPMs yeah. and better customer service. Like you, you want to talk to somebody at YouTube? You can't. Like I have no connection to YouTube, and I have over a million subscribers on Jared Garage. It, it's pretty crazy. And some people want that better connection, more money, um, better viewership, just more engagement with their followers. So we'll see if Spotify is going to try to... Yeah. I mean, I think Spotify is going to be way for like, Mm -hmm. from a music perspective, right? Like it seems like at the end of the year, whenever, when all the artists post their streaming numbers for the year, like they have, it seems like great relationships with the artists, but also my experience of a podcaster, I use Anchor to host a show and that's what Virginia Boys is hosted on. Mm -hmm. Spotify acquired Anchor and when I was transitioning my podcast from a different platform to Anchor, I was talking to like Spotify representatives and they were, I was doing like two calls a week with them because I was really curious about like different questions I had and et cetera. But they're really connected to their content creators <laughs> if you have an audience you want to use on their platform. So Dang. I think they're definitely paving the way in that sense. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's we'll any see. question that Spotify owns audio now, especially yeah. with this deal. Like music, yeah. podcasting, they got it. Yep. They got it on lock and they're only going up from here. The, the question is, Will companies like Apple and Google care? And if they do, will they be able to catch up? Hmm. So. Yeah. Speaking of other just news articles out and about, I was just looking on my phone. TMZ posted an article, and I've seen 
things flooding Instagram, everybody keeps posting pictures of the new 2020 American Samoa quarter. And, <laughs> and if you didn't know already, this quarter features two bats on it. It was released in the circulation February of 2020, and people thought it was like, like it was a joke, like it was like a photoshopped picture of a quarter. Um, because they're like, no way the US government would put a coin with two bats on it when Corona's going on. But no, they legit did that. So this was the first or second release of the 2020 National Park Coin Series. And um, I want to bring it up because we sell them, like we sell thousands of them every release. But for some reason, the bat coins, people have been buying them like crazy. Oh, yeah. Because everyone wants them. It's like a novelty at this point. Um, I thought sales would be a little slower on those because people thought they would catch Corona by touching them or something because they have a bat on them. Like, I didn't know how it was gonna go, but it turns out everyone wants them and they've been very popular sellers. So we had to uh, replenish our stock and buy some more uh, of them. And um, yeah, I so, just thought it was interesting. So let me ask, in terms of the life cycle of these coins, like how long has, like when did they start designing these coins and decide on the, on the bat? Great question. It's not like two weeks before they released them, they're like, you know, let's do a bat because something's going down, bat soup, like no, 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 no. These things were designed 2019, maybe even earlier. They've been in the works for months and months and months, if not years. So it is nothing, nothing related to uh, <laughs> Corona. It, it's just a very odd coincidence and coincidences. And, and it's a, with it's a fruit bat because the American Samoa is like, that's like one of their, one of their colored yeah. animals. Uh, it has nothing to do with China, you know, just a Right, clip. yes. For this series, they picked the national park of each state. And of course, this is a territory, but uh, the fruit bats have a big meaning in American Samoa. So that's why they picked it. Again, nothing to do with Corona. Everybody's saying that, oh my God, the US government's conspiracy. They knew it was around. They were trying to warn the American people by printing money with bats on them. No. And also, I think haven't no. we debunked the fact that you know I don't we don't think this came from that anymore. We we I think yeah, synonymously the that U.S. Now? has decided that it was in a yeah. lab, right? Mm -hmm. So, so mm. I, mm. I think the bat story is way way cooler. You know, I, I think that's definitely a more marketable yeah. story. I think. Yeah. What, what's so. your current mindset, just real quick, on the situation? I mean, we live in Arizona, where we're sort of the guinea pig of the reopening. Things are opened up. We're playing basketball in our gym. The gym's opened up. The rooftops back. Like, what's your current state? I feel like since the beginning of Virginia Boys, like, last five weeks. It's changed a lot. It's changed so much. And I feel like we're getting back to normal here, at yeah. least. I mean, we just had, like, a party last night, like, a, a graduation party <laughs> for my girlfriend, where there was a bunch of people in a room. Uh, no one was wearing masks. Um, and, you know, the funniest thing was when we were playing basketball the other day, Casey and I, uh, we were playing basketball, and uh, these other guys that uh, we know that uh, actually have an office a couple doors down from us, they have a real estate company, and um, they were in the gym too, and they wanted to play against Casey and I in basketball. And so they, our, our apartment building put, um, like, like cordoned off the middle of the basketball court to separate it into two halves because they didn't yep. want people that didn't live together playing basketball together. Yep. So that you, you would have to literally mm. go into an app and book the north side or the south side of the basketball court. Oh my goodness. So, we just literally picked up these ropes and put them at the end, moved them down to the end of the basketball court, got rid of them, and we ended up playing full court, um, three on three. Yep. And the security guard and the people in the front office of our apartment building and everything were, were watching us do this and nobody did anything about it and they haven't put them back yeah. <laughs> to this day. The last like three days, they haven't put the, the ropes back. 
So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but that, that seems to be the overarching um, mindset towards everything here in Arizona. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know that uh, as of two days ago, all 50 states have partially reopened, including New York, yep. which is super fascinating. Um, cases don't seem to be slowing down so, s- too much. But I, I think it's – so just touching on like the – we listened to the podcast this morning about like, for example, the um, – Ford reopened its factories three times and then it shut down three times because there was an outbreak and then everyone had to go back home. Mm-hmm. Based off my conversation with the CEO of Shopify, they decided, this is an article that came out two days ago, that they were going to allow employees to remote work indefinitely. So they're trying to slowly move wow. in that direction and they're following Twitter's lead in that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating that these massive companies that are publicly traded are doing this where they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do we really need employees in the office every single day? No, and I think this has only yeah. moved that entire thought of remote working, you know, outsourcing work across, you know, across the world, and it sped up that process. And I think it's super cool that yeah. it, it took a very negative situation such as a pandemic for people to be aware of that, especially in the business world. And I think it's. Fascinating. Yeah, I think it's super cool to see all these big companies deciding that you know yeah. either they're they're not going to bring people back to work or they're going to work you know three day weeks or half days or whatever it is. Yep. Um, and I mean, it makes sense even financially. I th- I think it all comes down to leadership. Leadership though, like yeah. if you don't have a solid company culture and you don't have good leadership in place and, and project managers yep. and things like that, it's going to fall apart quick. Yep. But it but if you can uh, get away with it and not have your people come to the office uh, at least not every day. Um, if you can get away with that, then you're going to save a lot of money on rent and mortgages and all those all those mm-hmm. types of things that you're dealing with as a business owner. So yep, yep, they're going to learn a lot to run a lot leaner and meaner and uh, cut costs. And I go with Kieran. I don't think they'll be bringing as many people back because they realize, ah, maybe we don't need them. Yep. Keep the costs low. Cool. Um, all right, so I'm just sitting here. I'm drinking my water. I'm on my third water bottle today because you Casey too. and I. Oh, you're on your third one as well. Yep. Casey and I are doing 75 hard. Oh, um, we have not been Ooh. posting about it on social because we're just Casey and I just kind of decided to keep it low key. But as we were brainstorming topics for today's podcast, we decided we would just bring it up um, for the Virginia Boys listeners. If you guys would like to try it out or participate, or if you just want to hear about it, what um, is 75 hard, Karen? So yeah, 75 hard is a uh, is a pretty much like a fitness slash mental toughness. Um, regiment plan that uh, Andy Frisella, the CEO of First Form, put together. And you pretty much have to follow a certain amount of uh, rules every single day for 75 days. And when you complete it, then you have successfully completed 75 hard. So the rules are one gallon of water every single day. So I'll drink um, five of these uh, 25 ounce bottles. Um, There's 128 ounces in a gallon. So just a little bit more than five of these and I'm good. And uh, yeah, so definitely, um, you know, going to the bathroom a lot, which is uh, kind of annoying because you kind of just have to pee all the time uh, when you drink a gallon of water a day. But yeah, that's number one. And then uh, number two is you have to follow a diet. Um, It doesn't matter what kind of diet. You just have to decide a diet at the beginning and stick to it for 75 days. Mm. Uh, Number three is work out at least once a day. Um, Whatever you want, weightlifting, doesn't matter, cardio, doesn't matter. Um, but then you have to work out a second time. So you have to work out so twice every single day, right? Mm-hmm. But the second workout has to be outdoors. So it 
doesn't matter what you do outdoors. You could walk, you could run, you could do push-ups push outside, outside yeah. like whatever it is, bring weights outside. It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but you have to work out twice a day and one of them has to be outdoors. Um, you have to read 10 pages in a nonfiction book every single day. Uh, and then, am I, and then a, a progress photo. You yep. have to take a progress photo in the mirror to help you track your progress. And uh, it, it's really cool though because you know, um, the program itself, it's, you know, obviously it's, there's a physical aspect to it and you, you know, working out a lot and, 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 uh, pushing your body. But at the end of the day, the, the main thing about the program is the mental toughness factor, yeah. right? So it's a mental thing. So, you know, when you wake up every single day, knowing that you have to do two workouts and all this stuff and like, and you know, it's, it's pretty hard and it gets hard. Um, you know, when you start getting deeper and deeper into the program, yeah, we're, uh, so, we're eight days in. We're eight days <laughs> in. Eight out of 75 done. Um, well, done almost yet. done. Almost done. 67 to go. So You, you guys going to make it? Oh, yeah. yeah it's funny because I, uh, I did it back in 2019. I was 33 days in, and mm -hmm. then I went to Germany, and then mm -hmm. I messed up, didn't do the second workout, didn't finish the gallon. I was flying, and it, obviously that's an excuse in itself, but yeah. I'm excited because... Karen and I, it was like, we had this thought of like, yeah, we'll do 75 hard and like start it sometime. And then the first day the gym's open back up, we're just like, all right, we're doing it. And just committed. And yeah, this is the first time we're talking about it publicly. So if you're listening. Join on in yeah, if you want. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I also started 75 hard last year, failed it. Um, but I will say um, when I like failed and like didn't meet all the requirements one of those days and I had to um, pretty much restart. I ended up like it built a habit for me. Like I, I think I got like 20 days in or something um, before I messed up, and from then on I worked out like six days a week on, up until today. Yeah. Like and prior to that I didn't. So uh, 75 hard, even though I even though I didn't fully complete it the first time, it got me like it got the ball rolling on a habit that I still mm -hmm. have to this day, which just proves to you how effective. It is. Yep. Um, so now, obviously, this time I want to finish it all the way through, and, and yep. Casey and I are going to do it together. So. What about um, Jeff? How's your 75 hard going? Oh, I'm, I'm doing a 365 hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my new challenge that I made up. How many reviews do we have to get for you to commit to that, Jeffrey? God no. Uh, yeah. How many reviews? Like, it's not that I don't like like exercising. Like, I love going out, playing basketball, running around. Um, it's not about. It's not, here's the thing. It's not a physical challenge. Mental. You have to plan out your days in advance, know when you're working out, how you're working out, where you're working out. If people, based on you know what Andy said, it's like people mess up on the little things, man. You forget to drink your gallon or you don't finish it. You don't take your picture. And you it's, not about, the, it's not about the simple act of you taking your picture. It's the fact that you said you would and you committed to it and then you don't, right? So it's like, how many reviews do we have to get for you to commit to it, Jeffrey? No. Give a number. No. And then a thousand. If we, if we get a thousand reviews in a week, come on, let's do it. Oh my gosh, look at them. A thousand reviews. I don't even have a thousand reviews in my podcast, bro. I've been I've been doing it for like two and a half years. If we I, had a thousand reviews, I a week, challenge myself every day. I make my own <laughs> challenges. I'm good. Well, what y'all talking the about? That, that's why having an external challenge is is so great because. You can modify you your own challenges. The rules. You, you get to make whatever rules you want, whatever excuses, whatever justifications you want to in your head. Um, but DM me. Okay, if you're watching this, DM me on Instagram. Let me know if I should do it or if you're doing it. Everyone DM. Okay, here we go. That He said it. At JR Garage on Instagram. Every That'll single, let me know how many people care and want to see Every it. single yeah. person listening to this podcast, go to JR Garage on Instagram and DM DM him saying start 75 hard or do 75 hard, something like that. 
Uh, let's see how many people. Yeah, I want to see yeah. the reception. There okay. we go. We'll All right. That. Well, that segues perfectly into the fact that we got my good friend here, <laughs> Owen oh, yeah. Leipelt. Get in here, What's number up, four. Boys? So, um, I'll give a quick little intro to him, boy. What, what, how long ago? What, it was almost. It was over a year ago. A little over a year ago, yeah. We met in April 2019 at a plane show. You know, you, you meet cool guys at car shows. You meet even cooler guys at plane shows. So we got connected through a friend, another pilot. And uh, we just, I just said, oh, like, you like fine planes? Like, hey, let's hang out. Like, let me know if you're ever in Arizona. And then what, a month or two later, you're like, hey, yeah. I'm coming down. And uh, we finally met up for the first time. So tell them your age, tell them what you do, tell them how you turned your passion into profit and how you do what you love every day and make money from it. Because that's the goal of a lot of people, right? Yep. So my name is Owen Leipelt, just turned 21. And uh, I'm a professional corporate pilot and college mm -hmm. student. And uh, so cool. Yeah, what started as a passion just kind of turned into a career for me. Um, got my license when I turned 17, got my commercial at 18, and um, just, you know, put myself out there, did some networking, and found myself in the cockpit of some pretty nice airplanes that I certainly can't afford, but they pay me to fly them, so I'm certainly lucky. See, networking pays off, because as we preach all the time, it just opens up so many doors, and your first like job in aviation came just with you talking to people, right? Exactly. Like, how'd you get that? How'd you get that just job? Walked up to a guy and said, "Hey, you know, made some conversation uh -huh. before I left. Said, hey, can I have a summer job?' And that turned into a you know, full-time career as a pilot. So. Boom! And now he's constantly flying planes around. I mean, wh why are you in Arizona? It's because yeah. you were just flying exactly. a plane, right? Yep. I delivered an airplane here to a client and decided to stay a couple days and hang out with the boys. So. I, I want to ask you, because Kieran and I are always like, we're watching Owen's stories. And if you are, we'll make sure to link his uh, Instagram down below. We're watching these stories. He's like landing these planes in some water and then takes off and has lunch <laughs> in a different state. Oh, yeah, 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 and then yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. flying around every single day. And we're like, wow, what an epic life he gets to live based on what he's created. So like, walk us through a week in the life of Owen, you know, over the last couple of months. And I know it's been different yeah. with Corona, but yep. what's the average week look like when it comes to flying? You know, there's no such thing as a normal week as a pilot. Every day is different. Mm -hmm. um, me in particular, I'm, I'm in and out of multiple different airplanes going to multi multiple different places. So usually it's just me, got my phone here, just waiting for the call. And yeah. as, soon as, as soon as I get that call, yeah. I'm out and going to somewhere new, flying new people, and it's a blast, so. While being so a full-time cool. college student, right? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, talk to me about that. How, how do you balance that? Well, um, I take a few online classes to help, you know, give me some time to, to fly without having to, to go to campus. But um, I like to pile most of my classes at the beginning of the week, so then I have the rest okay. of the week open to fly, but it's uh, certainly a lot to juggle, that's for sure. Yeah, people love to make excuses. I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm in school, yeah. I can't do anything. No, Owen's flying all over the country. Like, that we, is so true. We, 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 oh my goodness. You gotta you guys, Yeah, like y'all know, Christian and I, we got a plane and we've talked about that, but I don't think we told you the story of how we got it home, right? Because we, we can't fly, right? So like, what are we supposed to do? Like, walk it on a leash home? Like, no. So, we, um, Oh, geez. It, we bought in Louisiana, and we were driving out there, and um, one of our local friends, to make it easy, we called up one of our local pilot friends in Arizona, like, hey, can we, can we work this out? And he said, like, sure, but I got to be back, like, right on time. I, I can't be late. I got to go to Europe. So, um, turns out some, like, weather moved in. He wasn't he, he wasn't able to make it because he had to go to Europe. Um, so, we're like, oh, my God, we're in Texas. We got to figure out plan B. So, we called up Owen, who was in class, and we're like, yo, we need you in Louisiana, like, tonight or tomorrow. And um, uh, we found a flight that was leaving in like an hour that day, and um, Owen took it, and we met up with him that day. So 
that was crazy. And yeah. then we flew it home, that plane. Yeah, flew right? home the next day, and I'm super proud of you guys for buying a, you bought an airplane. Bought an airplane. At 20 years old. 20 years Unbelievable. old. Unbelievable. Let's go. It's, uh, for everybody wanting an update, it's currently, uh, I was just getting an oil change done and a couple things looked at. Otherwise, if it was back right now, we would be flying right now, the four of us going up to Sedona or something, but... Yep. Can't I'll, I'll Next watch time. and then like, you know, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, Kay Casey's not a big fan of airplanes. I, I've never been in a small plane. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Trust oh, me, after you I'm go ready. up, you're going to love it. I'm excited. It's but so fun. We'll do it. It's time for the Virginia fact of the day, guys. Let's All right, it. here we go. You guys ready for the Virginia fact of the I day? Mean, this is a late one of the, the episode. I know. Listen this long. Like, yeah, guys, I apologize. I, I kind of forgot low-key, but I've got it here in front of me now. Okay. Um, this is this is the highlight of the Virginia Boys podcast. This is why people listen to us. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should put it later in the show so we get you know more listeners. Yeah. More, Wait more. to hear it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Seven U.S. presidents are buried in Virginia, and they are Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Tyler, Taft, and Kennedy. Wow. All right. um, Jeffrey, what number president was Monroe? Five. What, what was uh, Tyler? Mm, Taylor, Polk, uh, it was like 10, 11, something. Kennedy? Uh, what was that? See, we just go in reverse order. I just... Go like, you know, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon, Johnson, Kennedy, Eisenhower, Truman, Roosevelt, Hoover, Coolidge. Oh, we already passed Kennedy. He was in there somewhere. So he's 30-something. Okay. 30. All right. There we go. Washington? Num number one, baby. All right. There we 17, go. <laughs> inaugurated 1789, left office 1797, and he died in 1799, born in 1732, in case you're 1732. wondering. 1732. Wow. Yes. And uh, 200 years later... In 1932, they commemorated him with the Washington Quarter, which we still have today. That series began in 1932, 200 years after he was born. So I find that pretty interesting. And then, yeah, he died in 99, uh, right at the beginning of the U.S. Mint. So I have coins that, you know, he may have touched. I have coins from the 1790s. Actually, actually, wow. sorry, a little, little uh, what do you call it? diversion on the story. But um, I... Uh, I bought this one coin the other day. It's from it's from 1789. It's a commemorative Jeez. coin for the inauguration of Washington. Uh, basically, they made a few different styles to commemorate the first president in his life. Extremely rare coin. Uh, bought it for about a thousand dollars. It's probably worth six or seven grand. So that's wow. pretty cool. Side note. Wow. Where can people buy it? Nineteen. Whatever, uh, 1789 coin, bro. Like, so. Yeah, they're, they're so rare. Basically, most people buy them at, at one of the big auction houses. They come up every, like, probably year or two. So you got to wait for them. But when they do come out, you got to bid against other wow. fierce bidding and, That's you know, insane. hope you get win at the end. So we may consign ours to a big auction like Heritage or Stacks or these guys. But um, we'll see. So it's a cool where, coin. Where is, it, where is it being kept? In my hidden... Hidden external can I get, safety can I get the deposit box. Latitude, so I can go, uh, so I can go grab that. Sure, you can meet my armed guards, Demetrius, right. and come steal it. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, that's gonna be a good one. So, all right. So anyway, we're we're uh, I, last thing here. Michael Jordan documentary. Casey and I finished watching yeah. it. Jeffrey hasn't started watching it yet. I was actually gonna look up some clips yesterday, but I, I don't want to watch little snippets. I want to watch no, the whole no, no. thing. You so. need to watch the whole thing yeah, all the okay. way through. It's okay. incredible, guys. If you've heard us talk about it on the pod in the last couple episodes. MJ documentary, incredible. It's called The Last Dance. It's on ESPN. I think it's coming out on Netflix. Um, Is it? Eventually. It's, in, it's on Netflix everywhere but the U.S. No way. Uh, yep. So I think it, it hopefully it'll be out on wow. U.S. Netflix soon. I'm going to watch um, it. But yes, incredible documentary. Uh, you learn so much about 
um, basketball and about Michael Jordan himself and his, his teammates. Mindset. His, his mindset's the biggest takeaway. So if you guys are into entrepreneurship, business, whatever, like definitely go watch it. One last question that I know is burning with everyone. So Owen, if you were 38,000 feet in the air in an Airbus A380, like the biggest passenger airplane, wow. and the pilots disappear and somebody needs to land that plane, can you land that plane at 21 years old? 100%. Holy cow. <laughs> what? Isn't that so cool? A plane with 600 people on board. He could be like, I could fly this thing. He'd be like walking up to the front. <laughs> and like, Anyone, any, any pilots on board? He'd be like, I can do it. Dude, that's yeah. wild. If, if it came down to that, I would say yes. You know, they all fly the same. And I feel the bigger ones fly a little more stable. So True, okay. actually. Yeah. What's the biggest difference? Like, for example, flying these bigger planes to a small plane. Like, mm -hmm. as a pilot, what do you think about them and the differences of it? Well, there's the differences in terms of the flying char characteristics. Obviously, the bigger ones are a lot more stable. Yeah. In, in something like Jeffrey's plane, you'll feel every bump, you know, yeah. it, very light on the controls. But it also comes down to the systems. Obviously, the big airliners have a lot more systems, mm. um, you know, switches in the cockpit. Oh, yeah. So, but a lot of technology. So, there's a few differences there. Mm. But in the end, wow. flying, you know, science, it's, it's all the same. So. Wow. Things just happen a lot quicker in jets. Exactly. <laughs> and Owen has flown a bunch of jets. Which jets mainly? Citations, right? Yeah, citations, turboprops. No big deal flying millions of dollars worth of aircraft you know what's a in your 20s. A bigger flex than flying a jet? Flying DJ. Yes, yes. Please, we need to like make that a quote or something. All these people flexing in the back of their little rented yeah. like empty seat jets. like. That's cool and all, but if you could fly the jet as a well, that's ten times then more. You're a <laughs> Just saying that that needs to be addressed. Well, cool. All right, guys. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the Virginia Boys podcast. Leave a rating and a review. Don't forget to message Jeffrey on Instagram if you haven't already. <clears throat> Tell him to do seventy-five hard, please. And with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Peace Woo. out. Yeah,